Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Warm up the grill. We do things around here my way. You understand that? Grab a beverage and paint your face. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. We hit the shot. This is Danny and Dusty on Super Week. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Let's get it. Let's get it. Danny and Dusty on 1080. I don't want your life. The Fan. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. More importantly, happy Super Bowl week. Happy trade deadline week. No. Happy Super Bowl week, everybody. Fine. Look, um, the NBA is great. It's it's the greatest week, though. It's a celebration of the culmination. And it's it was it was weird waking up yesterday and not having anything to look forward to. Wow. Really? What? Yeah. Nothing? Well, yeah. Football season's over. <laughs> like, what, it was... Like, what happens that, in I, your I, mind I, after next week? I woke up and I was like, yeah, well, this sucks. That's 12.02 and we have gone dark already. <laughs> well, what? Football season. It's life after football season's Everything over. Everything is awful. So you guys weren't didn't sit there and be like, this is kind of weird. Like, it's not... You don't have anything to look forward to on the Sunday, football-wise, sports-wise. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean the regular season NBA doesn't do that for people. I tried to watch that Knicks game yesterday. That sucked. You mean the one that wasn't on TV because they were God. showing the Pro Bowl? Yeah, that one. And then we <laughs> turned it on, and it was like, well, they they did end up showing it, it eventually. Was on, yes, and it was terrible. I feel I was like, like these... this is why nobody wants to watch. I'd rather mm. watch the Pro Bowl again. Mm. I feel like now we need to start using the air quotes when we say Pro Bowl. I thought it was great. There's contact involved. I did see one. Yeah, somebody got trucked pretty good. Uh, that would be Tyreek Hill, who was told, I thought I, I thought we weren't hitting in this game. Well, of course. And then Jalen Ramsey happened. Mm. I was led to believe they'd be punching pie. Um, I thought I thought it was fantastic, though. I like the new setup of, of the Pro Bowl. You had, these guys are all drunk anyways. And so at mm-hmm. least doing their flag football on the obstacle course interlude, that was great. And the way they kind of presented it, I saw you mentioned this on Friday, how your kid loved it. Loved it. I saw that sentiment from so many people on social media. Like, hey, even if this isn't for me, I can tell you right now, my kids are into this. He absolutely he ate up all of it. Kick tack toe. Big fan of it. Locked in. Lock well, yeah, when they had when they brought up the deep snapper to mm-hmm. and he like snapped from like thirty yards away and hit the bottom corner, he was like, What? Mm-hmm. 
uh, kickers, they found a, a good purpose for them. <laughs> they did. That's all you got, huh? Yeah. And you know who you loved? You have a purpose in life. You know who loved the Pro Bowl more than anybody else? Who? Anybody? The linemen. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than them having to, like, go, go and get hammered all week, really not take it seriously, and then all of a sudden, like, on Sunday, you're like, oh, whoa, I need to tape up. I need to actually play a game. Because you can't just, like, get go out and, that. yeah. That it being looks said, Miles Garrett dislocated a toe in an <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> which is great. You which still got again, hurt. Which, again, you know, very large people, large quantities of alcohol, obstacle courses. It was great, but yeah. I like seeing that. I would. I want to see more of those obstacle courses. I want to see more of these guys with their helmets off. The look that's of, the what that. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's the biggest takeaway. It's not the it, a big part of this is kids and bringing people in, but what the NFL can't do is market their players all that much because you can't see them. Yeah, you can't. And that's a great point. Is that that is the that's the biggest uphill climb? But that's also the way that the NFL wants it. When your it's teams, more about the shield. Your the teams. teams are what draw people because look at what the NBA is going through right now. The NBA is is a really good example of this. persona driven. Yeah, you mentioned that the NBA has got social media followers. That's great, mm-hmm. but you know what? There's the loyalty to the brands is go. It's, it's like, I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah. I'm a Steph fan. Like I think that it's really. We're kind of unique here in Portland in that, like, people would root for Dame no matter where he went, but they would never stop being Blazer no. fans. And I think that more fans of the NBA are getting more and more casual in a way yes. from it. That is not particularly the case. in the in the larger market. That is not the case in the NFL, and they don't want it that way no. because the the brand loyalty to the diehards. the teams is exactly what they want, and that's how they made the NFL into the behemoth that it is. But I'm with you in that I absolutely love seeing more of their personalities mm-hmm. and more of more of their faces. You know, I think that's a great thing for the league. Pete, and then you you bring them out there, and Justin Jefferson wears sunglasses and a bucket hat. Yeah, and Pete Davidson is judging catches with scores of 69. Pete Davidson being there is one of my favorite things because he didn't want to be there. <laughs> you think he's going to be in Vegas? I don't even know if he wanted to do that. Mm. Like I, I, I got audio that Rust is pulling right now that is fantastic of of Pete Davidson at the Pro Bowl, and he was just as confused as to why Pete Davidson was at the Pro Bowl as anyone else was because they were going down there doing the interviews and having Snoop Dogg be the assistant coach to Peyton Manning was fantastic because I don't know if you can get any further apart from a Manning and Snoop, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, Martha Stewart. <clears throat> well, yeah, Snoop, he, Snoop finds a way. He, mm-hmm. he, fi- he finds a way to get, he into loves these... the whitest whites. Yeah. And he, yes. <laughs> and Snoop being there, his love for football. He has a connection with, you know, a lot of the players in the NFL because of his passion for football yeah, and his, honestly, his league. his league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just has a couple of guys that are in there now. Just a couple guys in the NFL. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal from his <laughs> peewee football league um, in LA. But Pete Davidson was a different animal. Russ, do we have that in yet? We have that. Here's Pete Davidson grading catches at the uh, NFL Pro Bowl. Crowd likes that yeah, score. Oh, we got a 91. Pete, why are you so low? He said, why am I here? <laughs> here. Legend, legend, here. You're here because you matter to us. <laughs> Thank you. 91. 
It's perfect. Pete Davidson just looking around like, what, what, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why does it matter? He's, like, he's looking down the line going, legend, legend, here. I don't, <laughs> he doesn't get it. And it was, it, it fit perfectly because Snoop was like trying to call plays and stuff during the, during mm-hmm. the flag football game. Pete was just behind everybody on the bench like, I'm just, just drunk as everybody else right now. Which, great. Yeah. It, it gave you, I feel like the, the NFL is what? The no fun league. Yeah. What you got this week was some fun out of these guys. A little bit of fun. Like, and the thing is, it's not that, the, that these guys aren't fun. It's just the NFL has done a very crappy job of showing that yeah. they're fun. Isn't that the truth? Because part of the problem with there being some fun is every now and then the fun can go too far. <clears throat> and then the NFL's like, well, we got to go clean this up. And so instead, they're just super, super tight about everything instead of doing this. And yeah. we had questions going into it. It's like, eh, there's going to be anything, bang, no big deal, whatever. It ended up being fun. I liked it. Good I liked it. it. It's the good. It's it's a good fix to what was a the worst, a bad and game, the broken, most broken all star oh. game we have. And this is this is objectively better, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that weird to say that yeah. the game not mattering? This is better. It, yeah, it is because you can't you can't just go out and walk through you can't an all star game, game like no. you can the baseball all star game or and the major league baseball all star game is a tough one too because. Pitchers are so damn good. And they also get super competitive right. in that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Yeah, but then they, they I mean, they'll groove some pitches in there. Early um, on, for sure. Guys, yeah. And it, it is a little bit easier to kind of just throw guys out there and say, all right, go and play. Yeah. You can go and play baseball. You can go and play basketball. You can go and play soccer, hockey, soccer. Yeah. yeah. Football, you've got to, it's the only sport you practice more than you play games. And so. In order to have an all-star game, it's so dang hard to get these guys to, especially when there's no monetary value. Like, what's the value? Getting there is where you get the monetary value because you have a big old uh, bump in your paycheck. Yeah, eighty-two thousand for the winners, forty-two for the losers. Well, no, and, and, no, no, that's for the game, and then you have your bonuses. I'm talking about your contract. contract. Yeah, yeah, eighty-two thousand dollars. They're going through that at the tables yes. this week in Vegas, and that's the way Vegas wants it too. R- racks on racks on racks. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a good fix. It's the best one you can do because football's so hard to. You're the first league to say, you know what, we're going to scrap everything else, and we're just going to go with the challenge stuff. The NBA All Star Game is unwatchable because of the fact that you get cool dunks, but then it's like, all right, it's a hundred and twenty to a hundred and twenty at halftime. Yes, but the fourth <laughs> quarter does become about winning time. It does. It, then listen, the competitiveness does ratchet up. Also. They do the Elam ending. The Elam ending is cool. Which also makes it more interesting in the second half. But it's also harder for people to turn on the TV and be like, what? Wait. Huh? Mm-hmm. Because the Elam ending is you have you take you erase the scores. Yes. And you say the first team to get to a X set amount number. Point. Yes. Um so the team that's winning may have to score like fifteen or is it I mean, it's a set number from the team that's winning, right? Yes. And then, so if the team that's winning has to score 15, then the team, if they're losing by eight, they have to score 23 to get to the final score. Yes. Makes it a little bit better. It, it Instead of playing it down the clock and, and having an, uh, an issue where the competitiveness disappears, it forces there to be a competitive balance. This is sportsy. Yeah. A little mm. bit. Wow. How was your weekend? Oh, it sucked because you didn't have football. Uh, no, it was it was it was really good in that uh, I made it I made it out mm. because I was uh, I was single dad in it this weekend. Ooh. Wife had a girls weekend. Oh, so mimosas were had. Uh, uh, yeah, I just 
I just said, hey, I hope you had fun. Go have fun. You know, the thing about being a a dad mm-hmm. is that the one thing you have to do is no matter how bad it is, mm-hmm. always say, oh, it was great. We had a great time. Like, everything was fine. Oh, yeah. Did, did anything? No matter how many emergencies did, actually transpired? Yeah. No, every, everything was great. Everything is awesome. Huh. Don't, don't worry about it. Because then it's like, oh, well, he can handle this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter if I was white knuckling or not. This weekend is actually a good weekend. Leaning into, the, you know, steering into the uh, steer yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's like as long as like there's no visible like no uh, stitches, stitches, yeah. staples, you know, broken arms or anything like as long that. As you can hide it. That, that, that's right. Yeah. Like no holes in the wall at home. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can patch those up fast enough. Nothing got broken. Huh. Um. Except for my spirit at times, <laughs> but other growing. than other than that, it was a fantastic weekend. And you know, you, you always you always have to say no. Everything was great. That way, next time boys' weekend happens, it's like you don't get that in return. Yes, it's like that the the ante has been upped. Just so happens that this weekend was a good weekend. Mm. Um, I boys' weekend is coming up. We got a few of them. Yeah, got a few of them, <laughs> and got to got to pay got to pay early. That's right. Mm. When that happens, it's, it's uh boy, it, it was a it was a good weekend though. Nothing. I didn't do anything like fun. I oh, actually, I did. Oh, I I saw greatness. Mm. Uh, took my kid to one of his little buddy's birthday parties, mm-hmm. and they went to uh, Wonderland. Oh God, yeah, yeah. These these group of four six year olds, they only played one game the entire time. Oh, at Wonderland, they played the Ninja Turtles game. Yes, they beat the game. Oh my goodness, they beat. They spent the entire time that they were there, and they beat the game. Four six year olds, two of them, one of them being my my kid, has never is, is has never nickels? played it before. Yeah, all nickels. Yeah, okay. and it, the, like the whole thing is that like you can you can jump back in, but you got to like you know swipe the card, get back in. But all four of you can't die like at the same time. Yeah. So they they were, I I don't. It was the greatest semblance of teamwork that I have seen <laughs> since the the with the O four Pistons. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. They because communication. It, it was yeah. It was teamwork. It Locked was communication. In. It was a lot of uh, the kids that had played before barking out orders on how you win. But Shredder went down, and I was. It was. I was. I was in awe. Just stand proud. back and clap. Yeah, I was just sitting there watching the whole time, just going, "This is incredible what these kids are doing." It was a team effort. So uh, I, that was probably one of the highlights of the weekend. Is because. There's an accomplishment when you are a kid of beating a game. Oh, absolutely. When you beat the game and the old school Ninja Turtles game, mm-hmm. this is the upgraded version. The old school game, I can't tell you how many times I left that game dejected. Yes. Because you could not beat it. Mm-hmm. Watching those four climb the mountain, get to the top plant of that the, mountain. Plant the flag. And plant their flag. My goodness. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. You'll love to see it. Yeah. Because it's, it's 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 a tough game too. It is. It's not, it, it's not one of the easier games. It was a tough game, and uh, the fact my kid did it playing Michelangelo the whole time. Oh, there you go. Who's your favorite turtle? It was Michelangelo. Okay, it, that was my guy. Take a guess what mine was. Uh, Donatello, yep. nerd. <laughs> no, yep. it wasn't Donatello. Hundred percent. It wasn't that he was smart. 
I could never get behind the staff. See, like, I, I liked both. I could not. I could not get behind the staff. Everybody was, was either a Raff or a Mikey guy. Yeah, you know. But I was always a Dontell guy. Yeah, I was. I was a Michelangelo guy. Mm-hmm. Then I would probably put Leonardo too. Uh, Roth three, and then uh, Donatello. Trust me, I I, I know. I know. I know what world I I live in. But you know what? That's a good one though, because it was always there for me. Always, all the merch was there. Yep. That's that's like I I had a kick ass (laughs) Donatello Halloween costume when I was six years old. I mean, it was amazing. (laughs) I have a buddy that. He wanted. You remember the uh, wrestling buddies? Oh yeah, the big stuffed animals. So he, he didn't want. He didn't want Hulk or, or Randy Savage. Who did oh he no, want? no, 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 no. He want. Everybody wanted the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Everybody wanted the Ultimate Warrior, or you could get Randy Savage or a Hulkster. Those are the three. Like those are the ones you yeah. wanted. He wanted so badly to get one of those, and uh, the one he ended up getting is the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Oh. <laughs> and, what a letdown. He still talks about how how bummed out he is. I mean, he's almost 40 years old now. I mean, this was 35 years, almost 35 years ago that he was wanting Ultimate Warrior. He's just like, yeah, and I got Ted DiBiase. You're, you're at the store, you know, your toys are us with your parents. Mom, I want, a, I want a wrestling buddy. We have a wrestling buddy at home. The wrestling buddy at home is Ted DiBiase. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody wanted the million-dollar man, and that's what he got. So I assume that was like you though with Donatello is you always had your guy though your guy was always around always there always, always there. there no matter what it was you playing a video game whether it was you know you know uh, dressing up whatever it was uh, getting merchandise I had a uh, I had a Fisher Price football about the size of me <laughs> no. okay it was huge but it was hollowed out it's a toy box and it had badass oh dude it was it was it was awesome i mean it was loaded to the gills with every gi joe every ninja turtle every everything as a kid but i always went back to the old uh, donatello man always went back good hey my, good for you it's my guy I, the new cartoons uh as a donatello fan you will be happy to know and i can report back that mm. um Donatello, his he's got a glow up going oh, on. Oh, does he? Yeah, they're trying to make him more popular. Yeah, well, that's, that's, I mean, look around the world right now. They're they're trying to make nerds yeah. more popular. Yeah, yeah. I think they're 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 doing a course correction. Mm. Um, Michelangelo's basically just like the idiot. He's still a stoner. He's the foil. Yeah. yeah. Um, just kind of the, the guy who stumbles into things. I think he may be like fourth now if you ask kids oh, their power ranking. really? Yeah, because they really gave all the leadership qualities to, to Leonardo and they propped those up. Mm. Um, it's almost as if they recognized that they built a generation of stoners by propping up Michael Michelangelo in the original. <laughs> oh, you mean the guy who just wants to have some pizza and have some fun? Bro! Yeah. I just want to they, skate and have some pizzas. They've gone a course correction into intellect and leadership values ah. that have really put Donatello and Leonardo toward the Meanwhile, Donatello's now. a venture capital bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, 503-250-1080. Enough Ninja Turtles. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, the ripple effect. Um, we let off the show on Friday talking about the trade request that, oh, my gosh, nobody saw this coming. Uh, the trade is finalized, and I can't get enough of it. Uh, there is so much goodness coming out of it. Kyrie, he gone. Now he's deep in the heart of Texas. Danny Dusty on the fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. The NBA trade deadline expires Thursday during our show, so we will uh, fill you in on all the big moves being made around uh, the National Basketball Association, um, including the Portland Trailblazers, which uh, they've actually got a a trade exception that expires today and it's six and a half million dollars, which means that they can trade for a player and not have to match contracts and bring that money in. And it won't affect their uh, luxury tax situation or their cap situation. Right. Well, this year, at least do we expect that to be moved today? No. And it's not necessarily a, a matter of them not necessarily wanting to use it, but their deals are going to come down to the last second of the trade deadline. Okay. Well, that That's what's going to happen here. It's more of a timing issue than anything else. And looking at where they are and what, what I've heard that they're trying to accomplish and what other teams are trying to accomplish, when we go on the air on Thursday, I have a reeling suspicion that stuff is still going to be sh- trickling in. Yeah. Not just for Portland, but around the league. Noon is the cutoff. I would imagine that from 10 to noon, there's going to be a flurry of stuff okay so just the timing of everything the the big domino has fallen quote-unquote with Kyrie I don't know if that was really holding anything up but that it's done and out of the way even though teams are looking at Kevin Durant I don't think anybody around the league believes that Kevin Durant is going to be moved at the deadline but that if it does happen well, it the would Nets be are summer. the Nets are saying that they're not going to move Kevin Durant yes they're saying how do we bolster the roster around him now? which when we talk about Kyrie here in a second that deal hasn't been sent to the league office yet. And it's not because the, you know anybody's like waiting because to see if you know they change their minds. It's because they're waiting to add more to it. Because there's no reason to, 
to send the deal in until you absolutely have to. Because what if another deal, you know, matures and you go, oh, we can move player X for Y and then consummate the deal in a way that makes sense even more for both teams or a third or a fourth team that gets involved. So they're just going to go ahead and not play Kyrie Irving, Marcus Morris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Probably until Wednesday. Until Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so nothing. They're just going to shut them down. Well, the trade that did happen, and so Blazers not going to use their exception today, and that it, it expires at the end of the business day in the NBA, right? So that would be five. Uh, no, not our. It'll be three, our time. Three I, 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 believe, our time. I believe six is the end of the league day. Okay, uh, league office day. All right, Eastern. Well, there you go. So Blazers not expected to use that, but the the news of over the weekend with the NBA trade deadline and the, look. This is probably the biggest move that will happen. Kyrie Irving, he demanded a trade or requested a trade uh, on Friday of last week or Thursday night, and um, he's been traded. Brooklyn will send Kyrie Irving and Marcus Morris to Dallas for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick, and then 2027 and 2029 second-round picks. Yes, and the key here is that 2029 first-round pick, un protected okay that so is dallas is just saying that's spicy seven six years from now we're we don't care who it is that's where it's that's at. six years in eternity yeah well to but put it into terms that we can all like relate to uh the nba is now child trafficking because that 2029 uh first round pick is a seventh grader yes <laughs> and to kind of consider what what this could end up meaning Neil Olshay traded a first-round pick along with Baron Davis in 2010 to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that first-round pick was unprotected one year. That number one pick turned into Kyrie Irving. Oh, so that worked out well. Yeah. Trading unprotected picks, terrifying. Hell, the Damian Lillard pick, if I remember correctly, was top three or top four protected Mm -hmm. that they sent for Gerald Wallace to the Nets that came back to Portland. The reason the Blazers got that pick is because it fell out of that top three or top four because Damian Lillard was sixth. Okay, so having unprotected picks, sending those ones, not good. Super bad idea. Also not good, Neil O'Shea, is protecting them through 2029. <laughs> which is what Overprotecting the Blazers, picks, yes. Which is what the Blazers are doing right now. The in-between. Better. Gosh. <laughs> um, all right. This this move, there's a lot of layers to what happened here. On the surface, though, um, how how much better did each of these teams get? Did the Nets get any better? Is there addition by subtraction with, yeah. with Kyrie Irving? Because his play, still really good basketball player. The problem is in four, four seasons, he only played half of the games that he was available for. I think it's a little over half. It's like the the official numbers, 52% of the games that he was eligible to play in, Kyrie Irving played in for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, and on top of that, in those in those years, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving played a total of 74 games together. Not even a full season. This is <clears throat> Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, Greg Oden. You know how many games they play together? Hmm. Literally one season, 82 games. See, that in put put that put your wrap your head around that how little we saw Greg Oden, mm-hmm. the Nets saw Kyrie and KD less. That's only two guys that they were trying to yes. put together. And the terrifying thing is, you know how many wins those three had together? Hmm. Sixty six. Wow, 
Yeah, they were pretty good. Those pillars were really good that they were telling us about for so long. When you're talking about these risks, though, and I got what I've seen Knicks fans are kind of dancing on the graves of Nets fans right now, and mm. I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I get it. They, they took something and they blew up. But if you're the Knicks, if you're Knicks fans, wouldn't you rather see that? You haven't been relevant in your market in the NBA for 25 years. No, yeah, that's 100% true. And like, I think coming back home to Portland – that's what you want to do is take a risk that at least put yourself out there to the point where, look, even if you fail, at least you didn't take the safe route. No. At least you weren't in basketball purgatory because that risk is going to pay off one way or the other. It'll either get you to that mountaintop or you are going to crash. And if you trust your organization's process, then everything will be okay and you can draft properly and evaluate talent and, and rebuild. So those are the opportunities. But as far as teams getting better here between Dallas and um, Brooklyn, I think there is definitely an addition by subtraction. I have I have given up trying to understand or believe what Kevin Durant does or doesn't think. Like, I, I, I don't think there's a world where you can truly understand what he thinks about something. But considering how quick this trade happened, I think at this point in time, Kevin Durant was more than willing to be like, nah, I'm, I'm good. We're done. We're done here. Like, yeah. I went to bat for you. I signed up for five years. I held up my 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 ed, a line of the bargain. You haven't. And you're doing this and that. You're not making yourself available. You're a pain in the ass off the floor. Like, mm-hmm. it's his guy. But clearly, he's not messing with him anymore. Absolutely. Now, whether or not that leads to Kevin Durant staying is a different argument. But... The addition by subtraction, because Kevin Durant, before he went down, I don't think people truly understand because we're talking about Jokic, 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 Embiid, Luka. Kevin Durant was maybe the best player on the planet before he went down. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. He's doing things that we've never seen as a shooter. Just truly unfathomable. And this is after an Achilles surgery at 34 years old. So the title window doesn't close on them because Kyrie left. They do need more, though. Spencer Dinwiddie is a solid player. He's 18 points a game, can run the uh, you know run the offense a little bit, limited as a shooter. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy who Kevin Durant wanted them to go get mm-hmm. one way or the other. Um, one of the best kind of 3 and D, like ubiquitous guys can fit on literally any team in the league. But getting rid of Kyrie and getting rid of the bad vibes, like we saw that in Portland last year. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of the bad vibes and like sorting through that, how much better do fans feel about the organization right now? Forget wins and losses. Just about where, like emotionally, where they feel about the organization. Now amplify that by a hundred in the locker room. Yeah, and I think there, there's a big part of that. Now the, the Mavericks on this side, though, they're going to win games 147 to 142. They have no defense left. None. Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. Finney Smith is a plus defender. Dinwiddie's at least capable. Um, <laughs> Kyrie and Luca. Listen, offensively, it looks like because Kyrie, for all of those who are wondering if it'll work offensively, Kyrie playing alongside a heliocentric creator, that maximizes Kyrie Irving. We saw what Kyrie Irving is with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. Luka is the closest thing we've ever seen to him and probably will ever see to him as far as an offensive creator. They will coexist. They will figure it out. They will, and they, it'll be offensively. It'll always be. It'll be just fine. It's just who can they stop? And that's why I think this deal not being consummated yet. I think the Mavericks are going to try to find a couple defensive pieces. 
All right, well, rules out Portland being part of the deal. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I also I think a big thing at here and what will be interesting is that plays. Okay, we know Kyrie the player, but again, that fifty-two percent of games that he played, and a lot of it was him just being a knucklehead. Yes, you know, it was him taking a leave of absence, and then it was the COVID thing, and it was distractions with the anti-Semitic video comments yeah. that you know. Then that makes you unavailable, and then doubling down on the, it because yeah. of a suspension. Now you send him to Dallas, where who keeps him in check? There is it going to be Jason Kidd? Is it going to be, and how does his relationship with Mark Cuban work? Because that that is going to be fascinating to me. Because Mark Cuban, he puts up with a lot of S. I don't know if he's going to be ready to put up with Kyrie stuff. Because that will be, he is so outspoken on so many issues outside of the game of basketball. The owner, Mark Cuban, how does he handle one of his star players who cannot not step in it? And more than anything here, they have mortgaged everything they basically had left to yeah. get Kyrie, and there's no guarantee of him staying. Mm-mm. He's going to be a free agent. Now, you are going to get his bird right, so you have the opportunity to give him more, pay him more than everybody else. But one of the things we've seen from Kyrie that matters more than anything is money. Yeah, well. Do you want to commit that money to him? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not do it. I would not do it, and that's why the Hall wasn't what a player of his caliber should get. Yes, it's the, and if you look at the Nets, whether it was James Harden or Kyrie Irving, they took it in the back end on on what they got back. The NBA, though, will always be petty, and it's my favorite part of this mm-hmm. trade. Uh, we'll talk about the, the, again, veiled tweets of LeBron James, and uh, why didn't it work out with Kyrie in L.A.? First is Rust with SportsCenter. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, attorneys at law. On 1080 The Fan. Kyrie Irving going to the Mavericks, it just means that he will not be playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. And the pettiness of all of this uh, makes me so happy uh, because I just did not want him to go to the Lakers. I said that on Friday. No. And neither did Joe Joe Sy. Joe Sy, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, he told his front office, according to reports, to just operate as if send him anywhere but the Lakers and the Lakers off reportedly offered a pretty good package to, to get Kyrie Irving because they wanted to give up the 2027 and 29 picks. Both firsts were put up as well as Russell Westbrook. Uh, the nets wanted players that were going to be viable uh, more than the picks on top of it. So they wanted Max Christie and Austin Reeves as well. They wanted everything, mm-hmm. which if you're dealing with the Lakers, you know how desperate they are. Yeah. Fleece so, them. Yes. 
There's, there's Laker fans that are out there like, this is what always happens to Lakers. Yes, because yeah. they know your GM is up against it. Backed himself into a corner. They have no other recourse. Why would you let them off the hook? Hey, uh, are we looking at this and saying Magic didn't do that bad of a job? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great, but he wasn't actively despised by by everybody. And I, I do love, though, that there is that pettiness about it and saying, no, Kyrie, if you're going to be a pain in our butt mm-hmm. for four years, you are going to put yourself above the team time and time again. You're going to force us to have to apologize for your idiocy. Then, you know what? No, we're not going to give you exactly what you want, which is a trip to L.A. to play with LeBron James. I love that. I like that mm-hmm. because – and he'd worn out his welcome there. He'd worn out his welcome a long time ago yeah. in Brooklyn. No, there's no doubt about that. The other side of this is Phoenix was another rumored team who put up a package of Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and picks, which you could argue would That's maybe pretty good. make the Nets more relevant right now. I don't know about going forward. But also, what was the team that Kevin Durant wanted to go to? Phoenix. Hey, do you think Joe Cy remembers that? Yes. Yeah. Why would you want to help the teams of the guys he's want to go to? No. Does it, also, to... does it also say something about, like, if Joe Sy's like, I don't want to see Kyrie win a championship, and so it says something about how far away the Mavericks really are. <laughs> and they got what they wanted. They got some draft yeah. capital. They got some guys who were, like, functional, good NBA players, strong rotation-level players. Yeah. Is it the best package for Kyrie? Probably not. No. And um, one thing that I do like that he's not going to the Lakers – I've long said I do. I like LeBron James. I do like LeBron James. I'm, I'm, I like, pro, I, I'm pro LeBron. I'm pro LeBron. Yeah. He's corny, but I like him. The eye emojis with the crown, mm-hmm. right when the Kyrie trade thing came down. One thing that I despise about LeBron is the him being the center of the universe at all times. He tweeted out later, maybe it's just me. That's it. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's yes, maybe, it is. It is just maybe you. it's me. Oh. What the hell does that mean? What do you What do you mean? Maybe it's me. Are you talking about like Kyrie not wanting to play with you? No, because we know that that's not true. So is he saying that maybe it's the Nets not wanting him to to succeed? What What are you talking about? Sixteen year old girl, uh, cryptic. Uh, yeah. Social media posts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like. LeBron's about to tell the the Nets he's pregnant, and then they're going to get see if they can get back together that way. Maybe that will send Kyrie my way. Maybe it's me. A little what ambushing. Mean? Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, just put your head down and keep going. You're 36 points to breaking Kareem's all-time scoring record in the NBA. Maybe, maybe it. Maybe that is you, LeBron. Maybe that should be what it's about. Is, well, I mean. It's, this Golly. season that is what it's about. Yeah, because they suck, and that makes my heart happy. Even though they're not, they're, they're they're not that much worse than the Blazers are right now. I mean, to be to be fair, there's only most teams in the West aren't better or worse than the Blazers. They just are. It is such an awful place to be. It's a terrible place to live. But that is a, and this weekend kind of kind of showed that and kind of put a bow on it. Um, Let's let's dive into that. Blazers go one and one over the weekend, um, and it was yay, and then a little roller coaster that the Blazer fans have been riding on. Danny and Dusty on the fan. It's 
It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren L. Attorneys at Law. On 1080 The Fan. All right, Taylor, two teams. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Blazers uh, put up an inspired effort behind one of the best shooting performances you'll see in Anthony Simons on Friday night as they sink the Wizards 124-116. That was incredible. That boy good. Uh, that was an incredible performance that Anthony Simons put up shooting the basketball. Um, and they they end up pulling out a win when they look lethargic. They look kind of dead in the water in that first half. They looked like they were just trying to slog through and, and kind of just wade through a game on the road in the middle of a road trip. But come that third quarter and Ant putting on that shooting performance and picking up a lot of that slack – uh, he he willed them to that third quarter and eventually to that win. That was fun to see. That was really fun to see from this team. We talked about it heading into that game. And Trendon Watford, too. Actually, yes. Trendon Watford. Trendon was great. He, oh, yeah, everywhere he was I mean, great. Tremendous. Ant shot the ball well. Trendon Watford played really well the entire game. I would say Ant played really well as, as well and has been over the last probably seven games. We talked about this kind of leading into, are we going to see that consistency from Ant? Is he going to do things more than just score? Well, the scoring is upped. <clears throat> Over the last seven games, he's at 24, uh, 5, and 3. That's good. Like, that's those, that's are, good. those are really good numbers. Yeah. Uh, he's shooting uh, 55, 50, 94. It's good. Great splits. Mm-hmm. And it has led to the Blazers, over the last two weeks, having the best offense in the NBA mm-hmm. by a mile. They are 10 points per 100 possessions better than the number one offense in the season, the Denver Nuggets. They are 8 points per 100 possessions better than the number two offense over the last two weeks. So they are lapping teams offensively. Mm -hmm. The downside is their defense is the second worst. And this continues a trend of one side of the ball being significantly better than the other. They have not been able to balance that bit of anything on the season. They have not been consistently above average at both at the same time yet this year. Yeah. Well, and that is going to be the issue, one, until uh, either you get Nurk back engaged in back or you get a another a big in there, or you make a big swing and, and you, you know, break up this, this roster and bring in more defensive help because, look, you have scores. We know they have scores, and that's without doubt. Mm-hmm. It is on the defensive end. They're just not good enough, consistently enough on that end of the floor. We we these are all things that we know, and this is where you go. Could it could this stretch and what we're seeing with with Ant be enough to maybe attract a big trade? Could could that happen? Sure. And that's the thing is now will it happen to the deadline? I would I would bet a lot of money that no, it doesn't. Yeah. But it also makes the front office go. Is there another gear in Anthony Simons? And that's the question that they have to answer between now and basically next year. Okay. But won't the issue still lie in that can they be good enough defensively with a small backcourt that is is not good defensively? I think the way that they can look at this is the Cleveland model. So all you need is a LeBron James? No, 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 no. Current Cleveland. Okay. Where, where they where they've got plus defenders everywhere else. Okay, but I I I mean we're, we're not painting Cleveland as a championship contender. I think they're one piece away. 
Okay, what piece? At the three. Okay. And, I, and then it, it, it's the hardest thing to do is to get that wing guy that makes the most difference. Oh, LeBron James. Well, not even just the LeBron <laughs> I mean, James. We're, but, we're talking like yeah. you need a guy who can do it on both ends of mm-hmm. the floor. You you do, but I don't think they necessarily need the, the premier scoring and playmaking of a LeBron James. Like, for me, you're probably looking for a player a step above a Dorian Finney-Smith. And then you think their title can yeah. contenders with because Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen mm-hmm. are the other are, are the other starters. They do have Ricky Rubio, uh, Karis LeVert coming off the bench. Kevin Love, uh, Kevin Love is is w- way down there now. Yeah, but Chetty Osman, yeah. um, Isaac Okoro, like they've got some stuff to work with. I, I genuinely believe they are one piece away. But again, it's a difficult needle to, to thread. Yeah. Wouldn't the Blazers be just reading that depth and their their frontline starters? Mm-hmm. Blazers are way further away than that, though. They're lacking the the center that's very impactful, that doesn't get played off the floor. Yeah, and really, that's that's it as far as well depth. That depth that depth, we were just yes. talking about well, because and, that depth is a big portion of why you see them as view them as a better roster. I mean, and that's the thing is that Portland's depth is all young. There is so there's so much ground they need to make up mm-hmm. though, and that that's where you go. How do you do it? Then? That part's you have to easier give up to get right. Depth depth is easier to figure out. Like you can you can get good depth. Mm-hmm. In fact, most teams in the NBA that are title favorites don't have great depth. They've got good depth. The Bucks, their depth is Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis. Guys that they know they can count on mm-hmm. as a ball handler, defender, defender, creator, shooter. Bobby Portis as a guy that can go get them some buckets yeah. and be viable enough defensively and stretch the floor. The things that they need him to do. But they aren't 9, 10, 11 deep. Like, that's just because you have to pay so much up front for your top fight guys. Yep. Now, you get a Joe Ingles who takes a little bit less to come out and, and help fill out the depth a little bit more. And those are the opportunities that if you get one more guy, then maybe you get somebody who takes a little bit less to come here. And that's where that depth is easier. Yeah. But the next step that Portland is trying to take is the hardest. To go from, yeah, they're okay, to good or great. That's It's the hardest thing to do in basketball. Yep, because they need a center. They need and they need a three. three. <laughs> they need, and that, that's tough, man. It's the hardest thing to do in basketball. It that is. That is very tough. That is very tough. And we kind of saw, again, like they get that big win on Friday night, but the depth is is where the second of a back-to-back on Saturday. Boy, that, you the, saw that it creep Chicago up. game yeah. was they just run ragged because it also took a hell of a lot of, uh, of push to get them to a point where they win that game on Friday night. They're down 20. And then they get in at 1.30 in the morning in, into Chicago, and then it's like, let's run it back the next day, and they end up falling to uh, the Bulls 129-121. And that was another, like, one of those Herculean efforts. That was a great second quarter. That second quarter was fantastic. Yeah, 43-25. Um, they, they, they went absolutely bonkers. And then it was just like, that was their shot, because the third quarter they came back out, and then they scratched and clawed and tried to fight their way back in in that fourth quarter. Uh, but it was just a little too little, too late, and they end up they end up losing despite another forty point performance from Damian Lillard. Where this guy has done it, he's it's basically incredible. averaging it's, nearly it's forty a, for the last for, month. For a month, yeah, for a month, he's he's been. That's crazy. If what's the furthest? I think the furthest I can go back on the filters is fifteen games. For the last fifteen games, Damian Lillard is averaging thirty eight, eight and four, <laughs> shooting fifty two, thirty eight, ninety four. 
Wow. The difference here is, you know where the drop-offs are coming? Uh. Simons is, is, is 21, 5, and, th- and 2. Jeremy Green is at 17. Nurk is at 12. Hart is at 9. Yeah. And that's the thing is, <clears throat> Josh Hart is the easy one to, to kind of belabor and beat up because of the record scratch threes and not oh, yeah. taking shots. That he's, But I thought, other than that, I thought he played well over the weekend. Jeremy Grant had his worst back-to-back games probably of the season. Yeah. It, that's the thing is he's been so good this year that we almost kind of allow it. Well, yeah, you get grace for those games when you have shown consistency. Because he's been the best version of himself this yeah. year. Yeah. What happened in the, the third quarter was the in the Bulls game. The Bulls said anyone but Damian Lillard, and they did not make the mistake that Washington made and Memphis made, which was doubling off of Anthony Simons, which to me is – did you hear Corey Jez in the broadcast talking about uh, Anthony and his shooting prowess lately? Uh, yeah, about his um, – uh, Off the dribble rating. Uh, yeah, his off the dribble and his catch and shoot. shoot. Yeah. And the yeah, fact yeah. – okay, there's three things going on here. Number one, Anthony Simons is number two in the NBA in total made threes this year. That's a crazy number. Number two, he's the second best off-the-dribble three-point shooter in the NBA. Not only in percentage, but in volume. Mm -hmm. So he's doing both. He's the number two catch-and-shoot three-point shooter in the NBA. That's insane. You usually have one or the other. You don't have the ability to do both. And then to do it at volume with efficiency. Yep. Teams doubling off of Anthony Simons is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my entire life. Stupidity. What Chicago did was anybody but Dame, also not it. Yeah. They were playing box and one coverages to make sure that, like, ah, we're not going to let this happen again. It's great in eighth grade when you roll that out. Nobody's seen it before. But they said, and <laughs> Kevin Calabro alluded to it on the broadcast, the ball is finding the wrong guys. And yeah. by that, he was saying Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant. They were, was it one of one of, They're 13, one of 11. One of 11 from three? Had they been able to get four of 11? Yeah. Bust that defense enough to where Billy Donovan's like, all right, we got to back this off. Like, we can't do this. But the thing was, it kept working and working and working. And at that point in time, it just gets, that hill gets too much for the Portland offense to get over. And defensively, they weren't getting stops. The Bulls were hitting threes uh, that third quarter. Ayo DeSumo goes three of four from three, and every one of those just felt backbreaking. And it was. It, it was it was backbreaking at that point. Uh, but the Blazers go one-on-one over that weekend. They're back at it tonight. They got uh, Milwaukee in town. Should go well. Yeah, remind me, uh, do they have a guy that's going to absolutely punish the living hell out of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, His Pat Connaughton. Is, yeah, Planet Pat. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, that Giannis Antetokounmpo guy, he's going to be tough to guard. Yeah, whatever the over is, I'm the, Combined points, rebounds, and assists. I haven't even looked. I would take it. Like, uh, this iteration of the Blazers, like, it's hard no matter what. What do they do against a lineup that is Drew Holiday, Grayson Grayson Allen's going to punch somebody in the nuts, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez? Lopez is honestly the one who's going to probably feast. Yes. Because Portland's going to go zone. And Giannis is going to collapse it because when you talk about a zone defense, what you want to do is get in the middle of the defense. Or, I mean, what does Giannis do? Oh, my God. Does he put the ball on the floor yes. and collapse entire defenses? Kind of in, one, in one dribble from half court? Yeah. yeah. He's, kind, he's kind of like a, a, a black hole. Like yeah. Everything gets pulled to him. He's a neutron star. Uh, 
And when you collapse and help on Giannis, which what I would imagine they're going to try to do is wall off as much as they can against Giannis and make the other guys beat you. The problem is the other guys can beat you because Brooke Lopez can shoot threes. Chris Middleton can shoot threes. Drew Holiday can swing, swing, and find other guys. Like, There's a reason this team is a title contender. And I, if Portland is competitive in this game, I will be surprised because this is a team that is built to absolutely punish them. It's only a four-and-a-half-point spread. Which is shocking. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the injury report just to see uh, who is, is out other than Portis. Uh, that was the only one that I knew that was going to be out tonight. And this is the start a, a road trip for, for Milwaukee. Yes, so I think they, a three-game trip. They're not coming off of like a, a back-to-back and the second of a back-to-back. Uh, they played Last time they played was two days ago. Yeah. So they, it's not like Well-rested. In fact, they probably got here early. Yeah. Um, it's and, their one trip to, to Portland, so I'm sure they went out to Nike. And Brooke Lopez, BT-dubs. Uh, one of, according to B-Ball Index, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best at save rim points saved. Oh, I mean, so he is a he's one of those erasers that uh, get into the bucket. You got to knock down the outside shot tonight. When you're talking about defensive player of the year, it's Jaron Jackson or Brooke Lopez. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's a two man race at this point. Damn good. They're, he's then that good. That good. All right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Hey, Super Bowl coming up this week. Uh, let's start diving in. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 